at some point, if you don't give your body rest, you will break down. Whether that's emotionally or mentally, or whether that's an injury, your body will just say, stop. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Bold Tackle. We are your hosts, Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topics in sport, highlight the women's football industry, and speak about the unspoken. If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us on our journey and listen in to The Bold Tackle. Hello everyone, we are back with a new episode of our podcast, The Bold Tackle. Soph, we are both on the road today, where are you? Um, I'm currently in Scotland, in Edinburgh, on a camp with a national team. Where are you? You're in a hotel room. I am, I'm in Hamburg today. I've been uh, all over the place since Friday. I was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I was in Munich. I came to Hamburg yesterday, I'm here until tomorrow, and then I go back to Cologne. So I've seen more or less the whole of Germany in a couple of days. But it's always good to be on the road, to meet people, to, to see different investors all around Germany. So it's always great fun. And normally the acoustic and hotel rooms is not that bad. Same for you? Yeah, you always say when I travel, um, the audio is better than in my house. So um, I think I just have to always record now when I'm on the road. To be honest, your life sounds busier than mine. I thought I had a quite a busy life the last couple of weeks and months, but your sign sounds ridiculous, to be honest. Yes, but I just made it sound really cool. Maybe you should do it like Harry Kane. Uh, I heard and read that he moved into a hotel in Munich since he hasn't found a flat slash house yet. Um, so maybe we should invite him to the podcast and get his good acoustic on here. <laughs> just to test the different hotels. <laughs> exactly. How good, how good is your hotel here? You can hear I have a bit of a cough, but I'm going to try to keep it down a little bit. We can Guys, cut it out probably. it's a man flu. Don't be fooled. <laughs> oh, it is, but it's a bad one, Soph. Yeah, I feel like you're doing really, really badly. Um, but I know what a man flu is. I think you will survive. Have you had one? <laughs> no, Ollie, I've had a real flu. <laughs> so why are you why are you in Edinburgh? Are you playing preparation matches for one of the next big tournaments? Um, yeah, we're currently underway in the in our nation league campaign. Um, the last two games of our nation's league. Um, which obviously dictates a little bit what happened with the Euro qualifiers. Um, but yeah, here to compete against Belgium and England. With England, it's a bit of a lose-lose situation, isn't it? Because um, I think for the Nations League, you can qualify for the Olympics, but England is going to be at the Olympics as GB team. Um, so they need to win. On the other hand, you as Scotland, obviously, you want to win for the prestige, don't you? Yeah, 100%. I was asked recently if um, we've spoken about letting England win or like not wanting to win. And I said, that is ridiculous. Like we're Scotland and you know about the rivalry. Um, nothing. You could pay, not, you couldn't pay me enough money to even give them a yard, so to speak. Um, but yes, you said um, it's quite a tricky situation. Obviously, you have to put a team forward. That's going to determine the qualifying for the Olympics and obviously for Team GB. They chose England, uh, understandably, I think. Um, I don't think they planned with England and Scotland being in the same group, um, which makes it all very tricky, but also exciting. The situation we're in is England needs to win both games to be top of the table to qualify the, for the Olympics, which obviously would be Team GB and therefore include Scotland. Um, but we're 
play in England in our second game and we're going out there to win. There was a lot of bad comments and a lot of discussion about the Nations League on the men's side. What is your view on the Nations League? Um, I mean, for us, as a team, gives us an opportunity to compete against the best uh, in the in Europe. Um, we're obviously in the A-League, which is the top league, which means every game is ridiculously hard, which means we're competing, as I said, against the best. And it gives that opportunity. Did we have to add Nations League? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I think, you could have done that at the European Championships every four years, at the World Cup every four years if you qualify. You have the qualifiers for all those tournaments. It's a lot of a lot of football um, to play. Yeah, it is. Um, if we didn't have Nations League, we'd have friendlies though. Um, to be to be very honest, I'm undecided whether I think it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think well, I'm in that situation now, or we're in that situation now. So we're gonna take it as an opportunity to, as I said, compete against the best. Um, but as you said, it's a lot. It's um, a lot of games that come together throughout a season. Just travelling these last couple of days, and I'm just going to highlight it again where I've been everywhere. No, but just travelling the last couple of days, I can see how difficult it is for the body just to constantly adjust, be on the run, go into the hotel room, leave the hotel room, be in the next hotel. Um, on top of that, you guys have just recently become professional. With recently, I mean the last couple of years. Um, you play a lot of football. There's a lot of cups. Now you have the Nations League on top. Um, looking at your schedule for the past months has been incredible. How do you deal with this situation? How does your body cope with it? I think sometimes it's about tricking your body. I think you will be tired, there's no doubt. But sometimes you don't have the time to be tired. Um, I think the biggest thing I would look at is the mental fatigue. Because we can all get through football games of course we want to be recovered and rested so we can so we can peak and so we can be at our best but even if I'm a little bit fatigued I'll get through that game um, and I will be make sure that I'm physically in a good state but the whole what you mentioned all the traveling um, the accumulation of load um, the when you're playing football day in day out you're putting yourself in a high pressure environment every single day and you're competing for positions. You're competing not only to win as a squad, but if you're in a high-performance environment, you're competing every single day for that that spot on the pitch, for that place in the starting eleven. So that is an emotional and a mental strain that we automatically put ourselves under. Um, and that's personally what I'd be looking at because we often talk about when you go from club to then to country, then back to club, you'll be fine. Coming back those days, you'll be fine. You'll be ready to go. But will you though? Because with all that, all those games, um, and you're not competing for a spot in a team. It's a spot in two teams. Constantly proving yourself. Constantly having to give it your all. Are you really fit when you go to camp or you come back from camp, especially after a midweek game? Yeah, um, I think between the last two camps we've had. Um, some of us, we were discussing at dinner just there. Um, some of us had five or even six games in three weeks. Something ridiculous yeah. like that. Um, and I don't think the women's game is quite there yet, say apart maybe from Chelsea, where they have 
two starting 11s that can compete, you know? So we don't have the squad that can rotate all 11 players to remain fresh. Um, what I meant, Neither for Leicester nor Scotland, right? No, no, we don't. Um, what, I, what I meant was when we've discussed this many times um, with other players from other national teams or even at club, when we come back to club, we have a couple of days and then we've got another game. So you can't give us too many days off there because there's things we have to work on at club. And I would say, yes, we're absolutely fine to do that. We get into beast mode. We come back from country, wherever we've been. Um, I think for the players that are represented in Australia or New Zealand or even Canada, um, I'm thinking about the players we have at Leicester, that then come back. That's an added strain. The miles they clock um, going on international... And the different time zones, you're not allowed to forget about that either. It's unbelievable, yeah. But I think coming back, we're aware we can't have too many days off because we need to get back on the pitch to work on things because we've got an important game on Sunday, say. But it's then after that game that we need an extra day off. It's after that that we need to look at um, the physical output, the parameters, the physical output, the other factors that play into an athlete's well-being. Because, yes, we get into beast mode and we can manage. But it's it's a long-term thing. At some point, if you don't give your body rest, you'll break down. Whether that's mm. emotional or mentally, or whether that's an injury. Your body will just say, stop. Just talking about your um, timetable over the last couple of weeks and months, and also for a lot of your teammates, when was the last time you really felt fresh, mentally and physically? That's a good question. Um, after the Arsenal game, I went away to the Peaks for a day and a half. And someone said, that's ridiculous. So if you only had a day off or a day and a half off, why would you go there? And I said, because I needed it mentally. I needed to get away, not see anyone, not speak to anyone. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the one day I felt mentally refreshed. Not physically, not going to lie. But I needed it mentally. And that, to be honest, that is something I had to find out for myself, that I need those days to come back ready to go again. Um, Since the start of season, I don't think there's been a spell of days that I could rest. Um, Because even after last international, to be honest, I got three days off because I came back to Germany and you had your wedding. But all the travel... And all the excitement of um, seeing you all, my bag getting lost, uh, all that frustration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely not refreshed, but uh, it was definitely worth every ounce of stress in my body to go back and see the family. Talking about training, I remember you telling me how exhausting sessions could be. Do you actually have real exhausting sessions during the season or is it more or less recovering, working on tactics, uh, going back again? and hoping the muscles are going to hold? Um, if we have a midweek game, not so much, no. There's no time for that. But obviously you have three games, so you'll get your physical output there. If we have a game on a Sunday and the next Sunday, yes, certainly. Um, quite controversial, but we still go hard. And especially at the beginning of the season, we weren't in the, the physical shape or position that we needed to be in for the season but we were fully aware we couldn't peak too soon but we had weeks where we were exhausted but really our manager was fully aware and that was part of the plan that was a pre-season 
No, no, that was in season, at the beginning of season. That was something we were okay. fully aware that we'd go into Sunday not 100% recovered or not 100% fresh, I'd say. But that was part of the plan. And now you're speaking about trust in the process. How can you feel good in not going into a match fresh? Which benefit do you have from that? Uh, as a team, we know that we can't win individually anyways. That's the same technically, tactically, as well as physically, mentally. So mm. when I was feeling tired, people around me was picking me up. When I could see them being tired, it was my job to pick them up. And that's how we got through the game physically. Ironically, we won that game. We were <laughs> we were slacking after minute 70, I think. Uh, you could really tell yeah. that we were tired. Um, and interestingly, well, that's when a team really comes together. Yeah, 100%. Um, those, I mean, final moments for us, it was final 20 minutes where we were literally putting body on, bodies on the line um, because we were we were exhausted, but we got together as a team and just had to fight for that, that win. So I know how mentally strong you are, but would you wish that you have a, you'd have a second 11 or are you happy to play every game, even if it means being tired and exhausted a lot of the time? I want to play every game um, that I can. So, as as tired as I am, it, like it doesn't matter. I'll be ready for the next game. Um, sometimes it's a matter of tricking myself. You know the saying that we always bring up as fake it till you make it? And that's the same with physical fatigue or even mental fatigue. You tell yourself you'll be absolutely fine. Um, but what I do wish that people would consider is the risk of injury with this huge amount of load. Um, I think the placement of international duties is not thought through. I mean, we had a whole pre-season. Do you think they care? uh, Do you think it's about money, even at your stage? I'd agree. I think they should care. But just seeing the schedule, I do question that. I mean, seeing the men's side, the next idea, getting more teams into a World Cup getting more teams in the Champions League, uh, in, including the Conference conference League, including the Nations League. How much football are we supposed to watch? And how many games are these? I remember having midweek games and after a midweek game and two Sundays in a row, we were knackered. Um, obviously, non-professional. Looking at the amount of games the professional footballers play, and you guys play as well now, I just can't imagine that it's good for the body, although you're all top athletes. Yeah, I think the the physical side of the game has improved so much in a sense of us being prepared for that load, us being prepared for that strain, um, injury prehab to make sure you can get through it. Um, of course, some injuries can't get avoided and that's just part of the game. But I do think on that side, we are doing everything we can to make sure we are ready and prepared um, to tackle that load it is not healthy though because I think you have to look at it like the bigger picture you have to look at it long term I'll get through all these games we'll all get through these games because we've got this mental strength we've got the willpower we want to play we want to be on the pitch there's nothing worse than sitting on the bench and having to watch your team even worse sitting in the stands if you're injured there's nothing worse mm. but it comes to a point where we have to look at the athlete's well-being and health 
And to be completely honest, also, after football, you want to be a human that can move freely and not be absolutely broken. Yeah. I remember the time where you were injury prone at Reading. Um, It seems like you're very strong now and you recover really, really quickly. What have you changed to prevent injury, but also to come back so quickly? Is it a lot of willpower? A lot of naivety? It's definitely a lot of willpower. Um, I remember when I came back from a calf strain, and they told me it'd take three weeks, and I said, give me 10 days, I can do this. They thought I was being stupid. <laughs> um, and someone said, that's kind of unbelievable what you did. I knew that was a high risk, and I took that upon myself. I knew very well that coming back after 10 10 or 12 days it was um, and playing 90 minutes was a very high risk of the calf completely rupturing but I said my answer was I want it too much like nothing will hold me back and if that meant I had to rehab for the entire summer that's what it meant tell me tell us about the last test you had before them giving the sign off <laughs> Ollie asked this guys because he knows about this um, I told my calf and um, I had a very short period of time where I could turn this around to make sure I'm available for one of the next games um, without being too specific. The last test what I had to do before I could be cleared to go, go on the pitch and do like a, a clearance session on the pitch was a drop jump. So basically you have to drop off a box and jump. Um, it's kind of very, it's very reactive and your calves are under a lot of strain. Um, and I think that's when I reached my peak heart rate throughout the season. <laughs> Just And it's hit or miss, right? Either yeah. it holds yeah. or you're injured again. And I think that's why, honestly, my palms were sweating when I had to drop off this box because I knew that this could go either way. I could be absolutely fine or this calf is gone. Um, fortunately, I'm in fine. Um, went on the pitch afterwards, was cleared and managed to play um, that weekend. Um, yay. yay to get back to your question my mental state is one of the biggest differences uh, why I get back from injury so quickly um, my focus on prehab um, is one of the biggest factors why I without jinxing it have managed to stay fairly injury free um, how I said, much time do you spend on prehab well we do it as a team um, every morning before every session Um say with my calves um, when that was an issue or ongoing stuff now I'm just in the gym in the morning half an hour extra um, mm. I think we've discussed this before but nutrition is a massive part of it um, making sure you give your body the right stuff um, so that it can perform and recover um, but also and I don't even know if there's scientific findings about this but I am happier than I've probably been in the last five years playing football um, and that happy to hear that yeah yeah we've, we spoke about a lot of I guess daunting or like challenging topics and uh, don't get me wrong there's still challenges that I live through now um, but I've very much found myself as a person and a player and I'm very much enjoying myself Um but that's when you see how important the mental state is yeah. for fitness and health and not being injured, not getting injured. Yeah, definitely. It's never one-dimensional. 
Um, yeah. It's multidimensional. Um, and yeah, at the moment, everything's aligning really nicely. Great. Thank you very much for all the insights. So tell us what your next couple of days are going to look like. Um, well, we're recording. It's Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday evening. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I get my days model up when I'm on camp. Um because everyone tells me what to do, when to do what, so I don't really have to think oh, too much. Oh, you <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> everyone tells me when I have to eat, when I have to do this, when I have to do that. That's what I meant. Um, but yeah, Tuesday night is, and we're flying to Belgium tomorrow because we're playing Belgium on Friday. Um, and then so you're going to see Janice? I'm going to see Janice, yes. Hopefully she's listened to this um, when it comes out. I'll actually text her to make sure she listens because she's getting a shout out. Um, <laughs> and then Friday we play on Friday night we travel back and we're back in Airdrumba and when's when's your next uh, league game then? Uh, the Sunday after so not this Sunday obviously but after the Friday? no no we've got Friday then we've got Tuesday where we're playing England at Hamden Park and then we disperse travel back on Wednesday and then on Sunday is when uh, I've got my next league game lovely Thank you very much, so for taking the time again today. It was really interesting to talk about the workload and Nations League, um, two topics which I think don't get discussed too often. Yeah. Um, it's always a topic at the beginning, and then it's just normal. Um, so thank you for giving us an insight there, and I'll see you next week. Yes, you're very welcome. I will see you next week. Hopefully you're not ill. Hopefully you survived the man flu, and I'll probably see you back in Cologne. <laughs> yeah, I managed without coughing. See you soon, safe. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening in, everyone, and we see you next week.